designed for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me Download the podcast post show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you gotta do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. district in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m. 
rock and roll. Only night of the week we have a five dollar cover charge. Always five bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from four p.m. until two a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two to two. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got whiskey Wednesday, tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen specials. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California Lager, eight bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. A worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. David Zunzu Kirscher, running the ones and twos. He's a champion. Yay, yay, you. But light, we need to light some pot in here. We need to get some fucking marijuana incense. Lighten it up, helping us out. Wow. You're, it's deep. <laughs> I feel like I know you so much better after those. Yeah. Woo! It's 8 o'clock. It's Mutiny Radio. Uh, here we are at the beginning of Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. The throngs of people coming. That's how we do. We all at the beginning. I always, I like the word throngs. It sounds like, it sounds like thongs, but more Game of Thronesy. Like you know, so throngs of people coming to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, but they are listening online, and it will be amazing. I put toilet paper in the bathroom tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Um, hey. 
Emily Van Dyke is here. You're pregnant. I was like, I was like, I'm so glad about tonight's show. She was like, I need to get out of there by 830 because mama's got to eat. And I was like, of course you do. You're pregnant. Anything you want. And I was like, oh, my friends are coming anyway. So I'll, I'll put you up early and then I'll just do 25 minutes at the end. It'll be great. And you'll be like, you'll be like I'm out of here. I got to And so it's, you're like, hmm. What? Okay. So I had a terrible tragic karaoke accident where I accidentally fell into the splits in like a dance break during separate ways and I feel like that's what like being pregnant over 35 is like (laughs) it's like is it like what am I is this wow am I a dick I'm sorry I'm I'm 44 I'm never having a baby like anything I can't wait till I go through menopause I want to get this great tattoo like on my uterus to commemorate its non-use and I want to get like I want to get a skeleton baby kitten I want to get a kitten I want to have a skeleton baby kitten curled up like by like where my uterus is like all like meow like with his little that's so funny there'd be no ears though they'd have to be like ghost ears because that's cartilage and then obviously a skeleton kitten just going to put it right there. Anybody else want to birth kittens? No? Do you hope that you have a kitten? You, do you, did they ask you? But, but you were like, do you know if it's a boy or a girl? It's a girl. You know, that's great. Thank God. Yeah, right? Because boys, oh my God, jam hands. They smell weird. So gross. So gross. I had to bathe a child today. We, we just got off the bus and we got back to his house. And I was like, he's four. And I was like, uh, before we do anything... We need to wash her hands. He's like, no, we don't. I'm like, yeah, we do. And he says, why do you... I was like, okay, not only we're on the carousel, when you smelled the metal and when like, this smells weird, like metal. And I'm like, yeah, and your hands are on it. Then we're on a bus and you're touching things. I don't know what's on the... Twi- the, the what we were on the nine. What is that liquid on the nine? Like, can anybody tell me? Is it urine? Maybe. I don't know. If it, it wasn't a fifth grader, I couldn't do a science fair project. With, I couldn't, like, do, like, let's get some trifold stuff and litmus paper and find out if you can get chlamydia from the 22. We were not doing that. It, oh, my God. Petri dishes. Oh, we don't want it. I mean, how much feces is in this bathroom? We don't want to find out. Don't give me a Petri dish. I brought children here the other day, too. <laughs> they walked in the door, and they, no, they walked in the door, and they're like, Nanny Pammy, it smells funny in here. It's like hippies smell funny. It's all their fault. It's the, hippies smell weird. I don't know what to tell you. There's 55 people that walk through here, and some of them are old. <laughs> they, I'm, they're like. Mm-hmm. Anybody else love weed? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> yeah, you ever get so high you forget how your own shower works? <laughs> Does that happen to you? You forget how your shower works. You're like, it's like Airbnb being in your own home. It's like, ah, water is so hot. Meow. <laughs> Sorry, I love. But I what? Union is that what cats do? Do they get Meow Well it's the one arm bowing. I'm down with that. Yeah, we need to just do this. But you can't smoke pot when your hand is moving this much. Like you just you gotta hold the pot with like you got you got at the fire. I mean maybe if it was like a match, but then this action would actually put the match out, so Although I do believe in bowing to our alien overlords, the cat with one paw. Everybody, mmm. 
that 17 million a billion how many Asians are there they can't be wrong they, they bow to the cat no one else was that racist I can't tell I'm the accidental racist I'm like oh I don't know I don't know if you say Asian it usually means you're racist I I don't I don't understand you guys are like uh, it's a small audience but not because you're small well you are small I just came back from Little Rock Arkansas and uh they are a large audience like you think you're they're twice the size of the audience here in California because they're literally like taking up two seats they are twice it was like they were big people I've never felt so pretty seriously I'm a San Francisco six and I'm an Arkansas 11. <laughs> like I'm 44. Do the math. They are fat. They are big people. There literally were people taking up two seats and I was like, wow. And one of my opening jokes was about something they call breakfast gravy, but I know they have a thing in Arkansas. They have three types of gravy. They have seven types of gravy actually, but they have breakfast, lunch and dinner gravy and breakfast gravy is a thick maple chocolate gravy <laughs> that you put on oatmeal and french toast and waffles pancakes cereals tits absolutely bacon you dip your bacon in it like churros con chocolate like fatty fat style it's so arkansas it's beautiful they are so I feel like we've been getting, I mean, if petroleum is oil and fat is oil, why can't we just give all the people in Arkansas liposuction and then put it in our cars? Is that not like the new, like, can't we use the, but right? Cause like oil is fat is fat is oil. Like, can't we like 33% of our country is morbidly obese and we're not using this energy. Like I feel guilty that when I walk so much, my backpack makes my shirt ride up and I'm like, we're not using this energy. My shirt is rising up my back. There is some energy happening here. We are not harnessing it. What are we doing? Woke San Francisco. You're so woke. I opened up a fortune cookie on new year's day and it said, blessed is he who makes his companions laugh. San Francisco! Like, you're, you're, we're so PC that we called Black Friday African American Friday, but you're still fucking with your gender pronouns in your fortune cookies? Seriously? Women are funny now. It's like 2019, fuck you! Fortune cookies, right? Now they're like, no, they can't be. I'm just saying fortune hashtag fortune cookie jokes <laughs> everyone has a different okay i'm gonna i'm gonna end this tirade uh all right we're gonna sing a song and if you know how it goes sing along with me and if you don't you will figure it out <laughs> m-u-t-i-n-y comedy clubhouse comedy comedy clubhouse. together we will bring our jokes up high 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 <laughs> Are we allowed to smoke around pregnant women? M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! 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 I'm very excited. Uh, your first comedian of the night, she is pregnant! Uh, it's a small but understanding audience, I hope. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I can only, I can't ever imagine <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> but I, I've always loved you as a comedian. I'm so glad you're here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Emily Van Dyke. <laughs> Hey, I'm making a kid in here. Um, thank you. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I I don't uh, I don't look that pregnant. I don't think. I lo- I feel like I look like I could just be like enjoying some serious carbs. <laughs> Especially for comedic standards, because sometimes I look around at comedy shows and I see like male comedians, and I'm like, you could be having a baby, you know? <laughs> like, that's a lot of IPA in there, or, <laughs> or you're 28 weeks along, so it's pretty good. I'm wearing this scarf because I'm cold and also my nipples are tall, so I didn't want to, um, you know, freak you guys out or distract you from the, from the amazing things that are coming out of my mouth. It's good. Um, I, I, my whole body is the same. Here, I'll give you a little sneak peek. This is, this is how pregnant I am, right? My whole body is the same, except for my nipples ha- are someone else's nipples. I'm not sure what's happened. They're like, they were like these like cute pink nipples that I'd really gotten excited about for, you know, it t- took me a while to be like, all right, cool nipples, Em. But then um, they like doubled in size and now they're like, they're dark and tall, which I like dark nipples also, but they're like not my nipples. You know, you get accustomed to like, <laughs> your own thing and then all of a sudden you have someone else's thing and you're like all right now I'm just gonna have to adopt these nipples that are clearly not mine you know but I read that uh, that your nipples change so that your baby can find them which I feel like we're not really in that time anymore where (laughs) where babies need to like crawl around in the forest looking for nipples I feel like evolution should get the hint that we're we're mostly just breastfeeding with some sort of pillow comfortably in a rocking chair that has soft light and fucking (laughs) (laughs) the sounds of crashing waves. So we don't really need to do this with the nipple changing. I'm not sure how long it's going to take for, you know, evolution to get it, but hopefully it's coming soon because I miss those old nipples. It's good though. I'm uh, I'm 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 six months pregnant. I'm five months sober. I feel I feel amazing. Feel very very proud of myself. Um, none of us are actually ready to get the news that they need to be sober like today. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like one day you're partying, the next day it's like now you're done, and you're like, but I I just I just need a little more time. You know, <laughs> I just need to taper off and have like one last hurrah. But you can't do that. You can't find out you're pregnant and then like go buck wild and fucking take a bunch of Molly. You know what I'm saying? And fuck your old boyfriends. You can't do that. You have to you have to be like all right, I'm married, I'm sober, this is my life now, you know, I've got tall nipples, let's just go for it. (laughs) But, I mean, because we're all all just, like, very close to being alcoholics, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I went to the the doctor's office before, they give you that survey that asks you, like, how many drinks per week you have, which makes me feel horrible every time, because it's like, you know, it's like one to three, and it's like, who lives that life, fucking Mormons? And then... Four to seven, that's the one I always pick because that seems like a normal amount, you know what I'm saying? But it still seems like the doctor's going to be like four to seven, you know? But I don't know. I feel like in one night, I could do four to seven in one night, you know? Um, And most times when we all go out on a Saturday, we have at least three drinks. Otherwise, what are we doing? Why are we even drinking, you know? (laughs) 
Sometimes we have three drinks in one drink. And then, okay, so let's say, let's say you have a light Saturday. You've had, you know, like, let's say you have a martini because you have class or you have a Long Island because you want to get fucked in the butt. And either one of those is great. <laughs> but that's three drinks right there, you know? And then on Sunday, you're going to have at least one Bloody Mary to take the edge off or two. Now you're up to, now you're up to five. And then you have a bad Tuesday. You've got two glasses of wine. You're almost in the next drink bracket. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're just one more bad day at work away from talking to your doctor about cessation classes. So finding out that you have to quit like cold turkey, that's like, it's cool and all, but it's not like you're this pregnant. You're just like your regular body. And then it's like something you have to conceptualize. Like there will be a baby in there sometime. And I don't know, but right now it's just cells that I need to treat better than I treat myself. (laughs) Which sucks. Which sucks, especially when you're doing comedy. Comedy pays a lot of drink tickets, you know. So I what, like now I've had to do like only paid shows. So no offense, but you guys have to put at least one dollar uh, towards this towards this pregnancy. <laughs> but yeah, so now I'm starting to treat myself with respect for the first time ever. Feeling great. Um, but my baby takes a lot of credit, I think, for things. Uh, people are people are like you. You know, you look good. Things look good for you. You know, you got you, your hair looks nice. You're you're glowing or whatever. You got that pl- pregnancy glow. And I'm like, this is not a pregnancy glow. This is me swatting away whiskey cocktails and lines of cocaine at every party. This is me putting in the hard work. This baby is not fucking doing anything except for floating around and fucking I don't even know what. Seems like a chill existence. Meanwhile, I'm cleaning my house with no Adderall. Fucking boring. I've had to switch to podcasts. Ah! That's what sober people do. They just, they switch to podcasts. It's so stupid. I don't know. It's cool though. It's cool. I'm uh my my kid is due on March 30th. So that'll be cool. Oh, Aries life. How is it? Hey. I know. Nuts. I I think Aries are nuts. Um they're supposed to be very sexual and very uh life of the party um and hate waiting. Does it, did I did did I get it? Okay, that's pretty close. All right. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be cool. I don't know, but it's weird. Sometimes, um, sometimes just, what's up? True. That's a, that's true. Man, but fuck a Pisces. Are you guys Pisces? Oh, anybody? Did I hurt anybody's feelings? Wow. Pisces are horrible. They are just, they just get in their own way. They can't accomplish anything. There's so many excuses. They're so slippery. Uh, but then so intuitive. You're like, why do I like talking to you so much? And you do so little, you know, it's just, it's challenging. I, um, I got married six months ago, so I got married and pregnant in the same week. So that was, that was not planned. Um, I mean, the wedding was planned, but the pregnancy was not planned, which was weird because it's weird getting, um, accidentally pregnant at 35. That is not the right age. I was supposed to get accidentally pregnant at 16, uh, when my mom was telling me it was okay and she would just raise it until I was ready to be a mom. (laughs) 
but now I'm accidentally pregnant at 35. I didn't even know I could get pregnant. I've never even had any, like, I've never even been pregnant before. I just, I, it turns out I've just been running a really tight game this entire time. (laughs) I'm well suited for management because I've been micromanaging men's orgasms for the past 18 years. So... (laughs) And, and all my friends are, all my friends are, you know, um, I have, like, I have friends in both camps. So, like, I don't want to have kids. I just want to have my own money camp, which I like. And then I, I've got the, I've got the friends who are, like, either trying to have, most of my friends are trying to have kids, which seems like a laborious way to have sex. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, fuck me and put a kid in me. I don't know. That's not the way I like to come, you know? I just, that's not what I shout out. <laughs> But um, my husband is a 26-year-old Cuban, so I just saved a ton of money on in vitro fertilization. (laughs) He he brought that Caribbean fertility to my life. That shit was intense. He was here for one month and was like, and you're pregnant. Actually, he didn't tell me. I, I, I wasn't the first to find out. His, his whole family practices Santeria. So his grandma called me uh, a week before my wedding and was like, hey, you're pregnant. And I was like, no, I'm not. And she was like, okay, well, let me know when you find out. And I was like, I can't have any fucking surprises, you know? His grandma predicts everything. <laughs> It's so annoying. She was like, what do you think it is? I'm like, I think it's a boy. She's like, it's a girl. I'm like, ah, (laughs) fucking abuela. (laughs) But our whole, um, my husband and I's whole marriage is in Spanish, which I'm white. I don't know if you could see. Um, I have a minor in Spanish from Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. And surprise, that's not their specialty. So my Spanish was at like a seventh grade level, you know, and now I'm now I'm at like expert level. Now I'm at like, uh, fuck you. I'm going to fucking kill you in Spanish, you know, (laughs) Sam marriage shit. So, but it's good. I I didn't realize how uh, horrible my Spanish training was until I got married and was like, wow, everything is now in this language. Like when I was in high school, I learned, um, my first phrase I learned was me encanta tu jardín, um, which means your garden enchants me. (laughs) The most useful phrase one could learn. I've never since then been in a garden so enchanting that I've had to tell people your garden enchants me. Um, But there have been several times when I've been in situations where I wish I knew what to say. The thing I wish I would have learned in high school uh, was a phrase that goes like, um, put me on top and move my hips back and forth until we come at the same time. But I I never learned that one. Would have been would have been very useful, but I don't know if you guys ever learned Spanish. But when you try to make demands in Spanish, you got to change the end of the verb. It's very complicated. So those whole demanding things are are tough. I still don't know how to. I don't still don't know how to say it. I, now I just say I want to be on top. <laughs> so like I'm still at like Spanish too, um, with my sexual commands. 
it's good though do you guys come at the same time is that like something that you're into i know people are people people in san francisco will eat ass but they're like we don't really come at the same time you know what i'm saying like it's like a, it's like a mystery you know it's like stephen king's the fog you know like <laughs> people have heard about it but they've never seen it it's actually pretty simple to come at the same time one person just waits <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I think I I think we're all just like a bunch of like assholes here in the Bay Area. We feel like we've like one life, you know, like we moved away from wherever we're from. We got here, you know, we're fucking seeing great views and eating eating sustainable produce and fresh pressed juices and you know, we're we're all self-actualized on Maslow's hierarchy, but on the top of the the pyramid of the self-actualization pyramid is two double squirt emojis <laughs> that you <laughs> Yeah, people people don't see, um, and that is the that is the coming at at the same time. So if if you feel like you're already up there, to add those extra emojis to your vision board and fucking take that shit to the next level. 2019, new year, new me. You know what I'm saying? It's like. 100%. Um, my favorite part about coming at the same time is uh, is the weird um, kind of like teamwork you have to do afterwards to get off the bed together <laughs> without without like leaving you know witnesses. <laughs> you're kind of like you're kind of like you're like ah this is awesome this is awesome and then it's like ah, ah okay now listen this is what we're gonna have to do it's like a ropes course trust fall combo and you're like all right if I I keep my leg here and we both shift our weight I think if we could roll and I could stick to landing I don't have to watch all this bedding you know because none of us are rich enough to have laundry and laundry in our unit so it's pretty good and then imagine all that in Spanish you know that shit is fucking impossible anyway uh thank you guys so much for listening that that's been my time good am I good all right, great. Thanks. I'm Emily Van Dyke. Emily Van Dyke and a two-pound baby. I have to wipe the tears out of my eyes. That was so funny. Um, I really feel, like, upset that language is so political that we're teaching white children to talk about how beautiful a gardener is just because most gardeners are Hispanic doesn't mean that we need to te- I feel like it's a very too hard and heiress muy, muy, muy. I took French I'm sorry I'm like hey Jolie that's that's cute I don't even know how to talk in any language yay I'm an American anybody <laughs> Right? Like you're going to teach your child two languages. Yay! Don't let them be a normal. Does any, I mean, other than Jonathan, does anyone of those in here speak another language? Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but no, but you speak like Japanese or some shit, right? That's, I mean, we should all, that's super cool. Watashi wa onidisu. That's the one thing I learned. That means I am the devil. (laughs) (laughs) But watashi wa is everything. It's like watashi wa is like I am and I feel and I, it's like, it's all this very cool. I love the Japanese. Why did 
we kill 178,000 of them in two days? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like bring it down like that. Ah, we have to, comedy is important because uh, I guess terrible things are happening in the world right now. Anybody else submerge themselves in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days? Just me. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. I was like, the government shut down. What? Like, is it back up? I don't know. Like, is it California okay? I'm very excited for California to, uh, t- uh, we need to get all of our people against the border and we're going to have um, sticks and we're going to push really hard. We're going to make a moat. And then um, we're going to make Johnny Depp our president and he's going to be a pirate and he's going to sail around the new like California is going to become its own country and we'll have so many in and outs and in and out in and out will start putting avocado on its burgers because avocado is clearly the currency of California. Duh. Like our, okay. And bacon. And bacon. Yeah. Bacon and avocado. That's all we need. It's time. <laughs> oh, it's, I have, I want to run for like, president of California, just on in and out alone, you know, like why San Francisco seven by seven, one in and out. It's at Zavolf for the tourists. Fuck the tourists. Where's my in and out? Ah, nobody else. Okay. You're pregnant. You like in and out, right? What? Oh, well, strange cravings are coming. Santeria style in and out. Your next uh, comedian, he came all the way from Oakland. I met him last night at a fun show. There were 50 comics doing all their first jokes of the year. He was right before me. I didn't listen to your joke at all because all I could think about was myself. Because <laughs> I was up after him. Like, I'm going to listen to him. Come on. I had to put my words together. But I'm super excited to listen to him tonight. Everybody, put your hands together for Marcus Howard. Yay! <laughs> Are we gone? Okay. Hey, what's up, Mutiny Radio? How you doing tonight? Yeah, yeah. I'm Marcus, uh, like Pam said. Uh, I'm going to just share some of my truths with you guys real quick, okay? Is that fine? Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm a single guy. Um, I don't really do the whole online dating thing, though. That's not for me. I'm a classic man when it comes to meeting women. Uh, that's to say that I go out at night, get fucked up, and make horrible life decisions. Um, but yeah, but my friend, she's in a really beautiful relationship, and uh, she met her guy through online dating. So she convinced me to give it a shot. Uh, now, the website that she met her guy on is called plentyoffish.com. Now, if you guys don't know Plenty of Fish, their whole motto is that there's plenty of fish in the sea. The thing that they don't tell you, though, is that all the fish in that sea are fucking rotten, okay? (laughs) Like, I spent all this time setting up this nice profile, getting these nice pictures, and when I went to go take a look at the women out there, I was fucking horrified, okay? Because the women on Plenty of Fish fall into, like, one of three categories, okay? It's girls that got pregnant in high school, hookers, and pregnant hookers working on their GED, okay? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, needless to say, I got off of that one real quick, but I'm not a quitter, so I decided to check out a few more online dating sites. And I just want to share some of my favorites with you guys. Uh, the first one is called blackpeoplemeet.com. Now, if you guys don't know this one, it's 
a uh, website designed specifically for the closet racist that wants to say, I've met at least one black person. Um, the second one is farmers only. Uh, weirdly enough, uh, it is for farmers only. I found that out after I got a message from this big bitch named Mabel who's talking about she needed an extra hand around the farm milking some teats. Um, I'm not really sure if that was an innuendo or not, but I didn't want to find out. And then the uh, third one, I actually got this one a little bit twisted. It's called Grinder. Now, I thought it was a dating website for stoners to meet other stoners. And no, you guys, it is just a gay fuck app. That's all it is. Um, their whole motto is like, if you're a dude and you like grinding against other dudes, let's fucking do this. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, being a single guy, I, I spend a lot of time with my friends talking about like men and women and relationships. And I've got this really good friend, Thomas. Cool guy, says weird things. Like the other day, Thomas was like, you know what, man? It's like they say, men age like wine and women age like fish. Now that is a fucked up thing to say, Thomas, but as he said it, I started thinking about all the older men in my life and none of them remind me of a fine aged wine, okay? Take my Uncle Willie, for instance. Born in the 1920s, he should be a top shelf, high class, high quality wine. But I personally never met a bottle of wine in my entire life that wears diapers, smells like piss, and is afraid of the Great Depression making a comeback, okay? Uh, I think if anything, men kind of age like an open beer. You know, we start off crisp, refreshing, everybody wants a taste, but then as time goes on, we start to go flat, and then you kind of have to ask yourself, do I even want to finish this? There's like another one right over there. Like at this point, I'm just kind of being lazy. Um, and then as far as like women aging like fish, uh, I don't think that's right. Uh, I think women age more like an avocado, you know? We get you from the grocery store, you're nice and ripe and delicious. We take you home to cut into you, make something beautiful. But then we turn our back for like two seconds and we come back and you're all brown and crusty. And it's like, what the fuck happened? This is not the same avocado I just bought. Um, but yeah, I'm still gonna eat that brown avocado though, you know? No, no need wasting good food. <laughs> um, but yeah, being a single guy, especially a black guy in the dating scene is kind of hard. There's all these added like expectations and pressures put on us. Um, like for some reason, I am every white girl's first black guy. And I'm assuming that's because I kind of look like a boy band's best attempt at a rapper. But, um, <laughs> and like, <laughs> whenever I'm out on these dates, I always end up getting asked the same question. It goes a little something like this. So, is it true what they say about black guys? It's like, yes, we all have terrible credit and love menthol, but if you're talking about dick sizes, no. Like, we don't all have that, like, African bush dick from Wakanda. But, like, you know, ladies, don't get me wrong, I do have a nice dick. It's just nice in the way that it'll, like, bring you soup when you're sick or, like, remember to send your mom a card on Mother's Day. But I don't have a Jamal cock. I'm not that guy. Uh, I think the saddest part about it is I don't even really like dating white women. I just really like making old white guys feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, do we have any pet owners in the house? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I actually recently got a cat, um, mainly because I hate myself and I think I deserve bad things. Um, yeah, this cat, his name is Charlie. I fucking hate him, dude. Like cats, like here's the thing. When I got a cat, I thought I was gaining a pet, but instead I just got a really shitty roommate with a mood disorder. <laughs> And like cats, you know, they, they've got like stripper rules almost, where it's kind of like, you know, you can only touch me here, here, and here, but only on Thursdays and never when my boss is watching. Um, but, but the thing I hate most about Charlie is like, whenever I have like female company over, I can never really have pr true privacy, you know? Like I'll take her upstairs, go to my room, close the door, start putting on some music to get like, you know, sexy a little bit. But then like about five minutes in, I start to hear this. 
and like I can turn the music up a little bit to try to cut Charlie out but it's really hard to like keep your stroke game going we got a little hand reaching on the door doing this <laughs> and so like I have to fucking open up the door <laughs> so I have to open up the door I'm like get in here you little pervert like cause that's the thing like animals like when you're when you're a pet owner like everyone who had a pet has had their pet see them either fuck or masturbate it's just a package deal that comes with pets okay and like they're perverts they know what the fuck they're doing but it's a little bit different having a cat versus a dog cause a, a dog is kind of like your hype man you know your dog will be in there and be like hey that's my boy I see you you're hitting the mangles dude that's me style right there that's me style but then like a cat they just sit there all stoic and judgy like really is this the best that you can do your form is terrible (laughs) oh that's dumb um but yeah, um, I like to watch a lot of uh, nature documentaries because I love animals. And um, my favorite thing about watching these documentaries is seeing how like animals parent their young. But like the way that animals parent their young wouldn't really translate the same way to human society. Like my dogs, I have two dogs, father and son. When the son's messing up, the way that the dog like you know disciplines him is that he decides to start humping him. Now, that wouldn't necessarily work like in human society. Like, imagine, like, say you lied to your parents about doing your homework or something like that, and then your dad is just like, look, son, this is going to hurt me a lot more than it's going to hurt you. And then they just start humping you. And you're like, oh, God, what's happening? Um, But yeah, birds, too. Birds are interesting. The way that they teach their young how to fly is that they just push them out of the nest and hope shit works out. Like that's almost the equivalent of you taking like your newborn baby and then dropping them right in the middle of a Spanish bull run and just like figure it out Timmy. I don't know what to do. Um, uh, I'm, I wasn't like really much of a superstitious person but I now can say that I am happily the victim of a haunting. Um, I recently moved into this uh, house and turns out it's haunted by a ghost. Uh, I should have known, though, that there was something a little bit off with this place because of the fact I could actually afford it. Um, Because here's the thing. Like, you're not about to find affordable housing in the Bay Area unless somebody was murdered there, okay? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like this ghost, it does like basic ghost stuff, like screams in the middle of the night, throws dishes around, writes shit on the wall like, you're going to die, get out, whatever. But the thing that this ghost doesn't know about me is that I've had both a bipolar ex-girlfriend and Craigslist roommate, so I'm well equipped to deal with all of its shit. Uh, but none of my friends really believed me that I had this ghost, so I decided to like set up some cameras to try to catch it in the act. So I was like, set up the cameras, said fuck this ghost, I'm gonna go out, have a good time with my boys. So I come back home, I'm a little bit tipsy, I pass out. When I wake up, the house is a wreck. So I decide to check the tapes. And um, it turns out I don't have a ghost, guys. I just get violently drunk at night and do weird shit in my house. So uh, yeah, I don't have ghosts, I just have demons. Uh, but I was talking with my uh, roommate the other night, and she's really, really superstitious. Like, she was telling me about how she's terrified of, like, demons and vampires and things like that. And I tried to tell her, like, there's no reason to be afraid. Like, all these supernatural entities are way too easy to beat. Like, demons. The way that you keep a demon out of your house, you put salt around your doorways, or if you're possessed, you throw holy water on them, which is salt water. Basically, demons have the same weakness as the black community. Just fucking high cholesterol, okay? (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then like vampires, vampires, they can't like break into your house and attack you in the night. They have to be invited in. So you can just treat a vampire like a family member that you don't like where they're like, hey, can I come in? No, you can't. Fuck you. Um, And then like vampires, they're easy to kill. Like, you know, a vampire, the way that you kill them is a stake to the heart, right? 
You know what else dies from mistakes of the heart? Literally every living thing ever, okay? <laughs> oh, that's dumb. Uh, family, family, guys. Uh, I come from a very weird, strange family. Uh, my mom, she is a self-described hippie diva. Now, uh, if you don't know what that means, uh, that's basically like if RuPaul got real fucked up off an edible and just decided to live her best life. Um, but my mom, yeah, she's from Berkeley. She likes to pretend that she's woke and everything, but she's actually not. She's actually kind of low-key kind of racist. Um, not like how Hitler kind of racist, but like, you know, more so the, uh, she likes to take on people's accents when she's talking to other people from like different countries. Uh, I found this out after we went out for Chinese food, right? We're sitting down, having normal conversation. Our waitress comes up, Chinese lady. In perfect English, she says, what can I get you guys today? Now, my mom proceeded to respond by going, uh, hello, I would like to get the Peking duck and the shrimp fried rice. And I thought my mom was having a stroke, okay? I was like, what the fuck is this? And then without skipping a beat, she went back to perfect English while we were talking. She did that same pattern like three times in the, throughout the rest of the night. And so like, I was so embarrassed, I was ready to go up and like apologize to the woman and everything. And when I'm going up there, she goes, you know, it is so nice that you take your mother out because I too have a brother who's mentally disabled and I know, <laughs> and I know how hard it is. And uh, I was just like, okay, hold up. My mom's not fucking retarded. She's just like a little bit racist lady. Uh, so I needless to say, I didn't tip her. Um, not because she insinuated my mom had like a disability. It's just black people don't tip and I'm not ready to break stereotypes like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was out in Oakland doing a show recently and, um, and someone had broken into my car and I was so pissed, like things were thrown everywhere, but I knew that a crackhead had broken into my car because I had like money in the car and a new pair of shoes. They didn't take any of that. Do you guys want to know what the fuck they stole from me? They stole a box of condoms and a bottle of cologne, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I like to tell myself that I didn't get robbed. Uh, I actually just helped a crackhead out with date night. Um, yeah. All right. I'm going to leave you guys with one more thing. Uh, comics, our mind works a little bit differently than normal people. Uh, and it doesn't always work out when, in normal conversation. Uh, I learned this over the Christmas break. Uh, I was hanging out with my mom, right? And we're sitting down talking. And she's telling me this horrific story about a family friend who ended up getting in this car accident. Somebody T-boned their car. The car flipped over. The guy ended up in the hospital and was paralyzed. And I started laughing. Like, I, it was bad. I had to cover my mouth. And because of the reason I was laughing so much was because of the fact, like, in that moment, while she's telling me that story, all I could think was how ironic it was that this dude got T-boned, and instead of turning into a steak, he became a vegetable. All right. <laughs> all right, guys, that's been my time. Thank you. Yes, I am so glad that you dispelled the. Has, has everyone has everyone's had pot treats or I gave everybody the stuff? Did you get one? This one, this one, you'd have to eat it now because it it doesn't. It has nuts in it. It has peanuts in it. So you can, you have to eat it now. But you can eat it now because your son won't die. Her son has a, a terrible peanut allergy. Well, no, a terrible. Well, peanut allergies are everywhere. I hang out with kids and, and I'm like, gluten, really? This is a problem? Like, how is this? All right. Remember when we used to eat food and everybody lived? Like, now, ah. 
I, I used to work at a summer camp and um, I was teaching them. I had just read Michael Pollan's The Omnivore's Dilemma and I was like, corn syrup is the enemy. And so I had a bunch of junior high kids. So of course I proselytized to them the evils of corn syrup. And so for snack, we'd have to go in and get these snacks and all of them had corn syrup in them. And I went in and I was like, the kids won't eat corn syrup in them anymore. Will you, will you give me like raisins or something? And they yelled at me in the camp office and they were like, this is not a corn syrup free camp, Pam. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just such a funny sentence to say. Before we bring up our next comic, I just wanted to, you talked about, you were dispelling black stereotypes. And I know it's true. You know, uh, I was married for, Seven years. We, we were together for 13 years and we were married for seven. I was married to an African-American gentleman and I was a virgin before he got married. He was the first guy I had sex with. And and uh, and people we'd go to parties and people would say like, oh, what? Your husband's got a huge dick. Yeah. And I'd be like, what? What? Yeah. What? What? But I was raised super Christian. So I've never seen porn because I'm just not into it. And I'm like, I don't know. whatever. So I was like, oh, this is the what? And we, I was never allowed to have a dildo or anything. And I never like thought that was weird. So I was just like, oh, we just don't do. We're both so like, whatever. Uh, and so we were together for many years. And everybody, oh, my dick is all blah, blah, blah. And I was like, of course. Blah, blah. You know? So I moved to San Francisco after I divorced him and I moved to San Francisco and I became the whore of Sodom and Gomorrah, but I slept, <laughs> I, I slept with my first white guy. I slept with my first white guy and I was like, holy fuck, your dick is huge. And he was like, mm, six inches is kind of standard. Perspective. Yeah, and stereotypes aren't always we don't always have to believe this dare everything everybody believes doesn't mean it's true uh, ah, my husband had a small dick i didn't even know i didn't even know but once you eat of the fruit you can never go back the knowledge is here <laughs> you can't ever once you know something you can't ever go back I'm going to wait till Katie comes out of the potty for her next com comedian because she's all the way from fucking Chicago. She's from fucking Chicago! Katie's taken me to Chicago twice because on these wonderful plus one dermatology trips and the river turns green for no reason and there's no questionably housed people there in the winter because I think they all die or they maybe they maybe they hibernate under the lake. I don't know. Is that What do the fish do? Like There are fish that live in the lake. And then where do the ducks go in winter? No, they, the, the lake freezes, and then the fish live underneath. The, the city freezes, and the homeless people just fly south for the winter. <laughs> There's on Icarus, on wings made of the wax from Baybell cheeses. You know the little baby bell cheeses? They put it together with pigeon fronds, and they go to Mexico. <laughs> You guys, put your hands together for Carly Kane! Yay! Pam and everyone you've seen so far. It's good to be here. All oh, this weather is so much better than Chicago's. I am. Uh, came on vacation with a few of my friends, and we decided we were like, you know what? Let's try to live like we're successful. You know, we were like, let's make this trip special, right? Like we're gonna spend as much unnecessary money as we possibly can. Uh, so we rented a limo to take us four miles to the airport. 
uh, you know, live in large. Uh, but then we got to the airport and flew Spirit Airlines, you know? Uh, so that dream died quickly. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're there for half it. And I, I've been flying a lot recently. I went home for the holidays. And it's cool because I'm at a point in my relationship with my dad where we'll smoke weed together, uh, which is fun. But it's also broken down the barriers. So now my dad just tells me things that, like, you just don't tell your daughter, right? Like we were, uh, we were smoking a joint together, and he goes, "You know, Car, never loved your mom. She wasn't, wasn't really for me. Wasn't really my thing. Hit it quick. It's boating. Take it. You know, I'm like." What the fuck? You can't just tell me that. I'm not your therapist. You know, I'm like, you created me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, like, I have changed your name in my phone to Kevin. You know, like, <laughs> I'm sorry you're not dad anymore. You know? And that's the thing, too, is that, like, I know I was planned, right? Well, also, the good thing, my parents are divorced now. They'd be pretty fucked up if they were still together. And I'm like, so do I tell her? <laughs> How do I let her know? <laughs> no, he's not cheating on you, Mom, but sit down. Uh, <laughs> no, they are divorced now, which is good. But I, I know that I was planned. So my parents... <laughs> decided to have me. And I have a lot of friends who are like, I'm an accident. You know, I wish I was planned. It's like, no, if you're an accident, you were born out of, like your parents were passionately in love so much that they created a life, you know? Like my parents were like, my dad just shot into my mom like a reluctant sperm, <laughs> you know? And then got to the egg and it was like, you know, this kid will have depression. <laughs> do we want to do this? And they were like, yeah, we're gonna, whatever. Fuck it. Put her on all the meds, you know? She's all right. I am. I'm here with uh, three of my best friends from high school. We all decided to meet up in San Francisco because one of them lives here. And they're all, uh, they all grew up very Jewish. So they, uh, today we were, they were all talking about, um, they were like, oh my God, like our summer camps were amazing. They went to summer camp every year. They, they did teen tours. There's a bunch of teens would go together to go see different things. And they were like, Carly, did you ever do a teen tour? Did you ever do a camp? I was like, uh, no, but I went to rehab once, you know? <laughs> I was 17 and I was down and out. <laughs> meet, meet a lot of teens in there. There are. There were a lot of them. A lot of us were troubled. No. My parents were cool, though. Uh, my parents are cool. They are divorced now. But even growing up, like, my entire childhood, my dad lived in the basement. Uh, so I just thought basements were for dads, you know? <laughs> and, like, unused ellipticals. Uh, oh, my God. I have never smoked weed on stage before. This is amazing. Thank you. This is amazing. It's the best ever. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. That's amazing. This is honestly, okay. I have decided I was like, 2019 is the year no more small talk. You know what I mean? Like, no more fucking, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. So yesterday, I went to get my hair cut before I came here and uh, sat down with the guy who was about to cut my hair. I'm sitting in the chair. And uh, we got on the topic of weed. He's like, you smoke weed? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, let's get high. I was like, this is freaking awesome. And it's not like legal in Chicago. Like you can't just like blaze like it is here. You know, so this is like a cool under. I'm like, fuck yeah. So we get super high. We smoked like a vape pen for like three songs straight. And then we're sitting in the chair and I'm like, I'm like, oh my fucking God, this guy has to cut my hair now, <laughs> you know? And he is so high. And, uh... And then he cut my, but my hair isn't, it looks like my hair is the same length when I got in. So I was like, did I just pay $45 for the eighth we smoked, you know? <laughs> I think that's what I paid him for. But yeah, I, uh, this is my first time smoking weed on stage. That was my first time smoking weed before haircuts. It's a lot of firsts for me. It's a lot of, a lot of marijuana firsts. I'd love to smoke a J during sex. That'd be pretty epic. Well, someone's just going down on me, you know, rip a, rip a J. That'd be fun. 
I don't know. I do. I love weed. I love weed so much. I feel like it has been a part of my identity for a long time. But I also have come to accept that to a certain point, I get too high. You know, like things don't go well for me. Uh, like if I rip a bong in a group of people a little too hard, like I have like a full on that's so raven moment. You know, like I am out. <laughs> I'm in another world and I don't see the future. No, I just see every embarrassing thing I have ever done in my entire life. Like I, I get a little too high and all of a sudden it's like the time in 2012 when I asked twins how long they'd been sisters, you know? <laughs> it's like, I should have known they had the same dad. What's happening? Ew. Uh, I, go, I go high to my job a lot because I can't, I'm a server. I serve brunch. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, brunch is delicious, but serving it is a fucking nightmare. Do you serve as well? Yeah, it's a fucking shit show. It's, and the only thing worse for me than serving a table of hungry white women is, like, being the hungry white girl serving them. You know? Like, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. It's the same thing. I'm like, why did you? Yeah, you left a full pancake, and I'm taking it to the back. You know? <laughs> Are you kidding me? But it is. It's the same every time I get to the table. I'm like, hi, guys. My name is Carly. I'll be taking care of you this morning. And they're always like, hi, we're all Brittany. I'm like, there are 13 of you. You know, that's wild. Uh, anyway, I get asked a lot of stupid questions at my job. I've just started making up the answer. That's the only, like, that's the only fun I can have. It's the only power I have. These two older women came in. They were like, we got a crazy question for you. Why is it called a mimosa? Why do they call it that? And I was like, uh, it's actually from the Old Testament. Uh, yeah, it's read, uh, Jesus referred to 12 or more white women. Uh, yeah, it's, it's in the book. You had the disciples, you had the mimosas. Did you read it, Kathy? You know, did you really? <laughs> and I went to church before this, but I don't know how committed you are to Jesus. <laughs> Honestly, though, my entire job is just like giving the Wi-Fi password to four-year-olds. You know, like, that's it. I'm like, tell me your ABCs, earn it, you know? And I can't be mad these kids are being raised by Siri. Like, it pisses me off. I can't be mad. Like, my iPhone is an extension of my hand. I am currently reading a book called How to Break Up with Your iPhone on an iPad. You know, it's the baby steps. It's the little things. I'm, I'm so addicted to my phone. Like, like, I'm so addicted to my phone. If I have to take a shit and my phone is dead... I'll wait for it to charge, you know, like, what am I going to look at a wall? Are you kidding me? Scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> I'm here to watch a video of a grown man tickling a porcupine. You know, that's why I came to Facebook. <laughs> oh, three people died. Oh, wow. All right. But then it's a tasty video. You know, it's just like scroll, scroll, scroll. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, man. I feel like, yeah, with my job, it's like, I'm just... You can make money serving, but it's so inconsistent. Like at this point, I'm just like trying to make enough money to like pay off debt and afford avocados, you know? Like that is where I'm at. Like I measure my success by how many avocados are in my kitchen, you know? If I wake up on a Monday and there are three, I'm like, you know what, bitch? You are doing cocaine this weekend, you know? You could afford three $2 berries. You are on fire. What's next, a mortgage, you crazy gal? You are just, you are wild. You are a crazy bitch. You're just spending, you know? Spending money. Do you love to drink? Uh, thank you so much. I do. I was recently so drunk, I spent 20 minutes trying to request an Uber from Google Maps. <laughs> I was like, holy f shit, this update's crazy. There's a walk option now. I was standing on the corner like, are you my Uber walker? I'm looking for Garrett and the Tan Louis Vuitton loafers, you know? 
I love it. It's so environmentally friendly. This is, I mean, I do. I like to. I think that would be great. I think it'd be a great update. I like to imagine that a Walker pool would just be like a bunch of drunk people in a conga line, you know? <laughs> or just like the whole line from the women's bathroom, because there's 12 of them and we've all given up and we're going home together, you know? This line is too long. I'm shitting at home. <laughs> oh, man. I just like start climbing on some random guy's back. He's like, bitch, who the fuck are you? I'm like, I don't like my Uber walkers to talk, okay? <laughs> He's like, seriously, who the fuck are you? I'm like, it's gonna be a one star, sir. You know, the disrespect, it's gonna be a one star. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, um, and I don't really know, I don't know what compelled it, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, if people ask me, they're like, you know, they'll be like, why, why are you vegetarian? I'm like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, trying to be a little bit environmentally aware. It's fucked up to kill animals, but, like, it, it is a cultural thing at the same time. But also, I honestly think there's cancer in our meat, and I'll tell you that, like, while ripping a cig, you know? So it's like, <laughs> prioritize a little bit. Um, do you love to go out and drink with my friends? Recently, though, my friend asked me the question, you know, like, gals that go out, they get drunk, question, sorry. So my friend was like, asked me the question, how many people have you slept with? Which I... I hate that question. It did just get me thinking, though, and I realized it's not that the number is so high. I just realized I don't remember anyone's name, right? Uh, yeah, right? Like, for me, for real, trying to remember the names, for me, trying to remember the names of the people I've hooked up with is, like, trying to remember the names of the presidents, you know? Like, I can tell you the first and the one right now. Uh... Besides that, a lot of white dudes, you know? One black guy. Uh, yeah, one time almost a woman. You got my, you got my punchline, you, you beat me to it, right? But some people didn't turn out to vote. Uh, in both cases, fuck Florida, right? I lived there for a while, Jesus Christ, went to jail and got chlamydia, never going back. Got arrested for a, I got arrested for a fake ID, and in Florida, a fake ID, I literally wasn't even drunk. The cop just found it in my wallet, and it was on my birthday, which is 420. I, I, you know, yeah, I know, not lucky blessed. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I, and the cop, I remember, yeah, I got arrested for a fake ID, and I didn't know how to spell my middle name until I saw the arrest record. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> my middle name's Hannah. I thought there was an H on the end. You know, that's wild. So I guess it did something for me in the end, but I, w I won't go back there. It's not really my place uh, anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right, what else, we, what else do we got to say? Man, this is, that was a great little hit there. That was fun. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Very grateful for that. We're all on the same page here. All right, I'll tell you guys one more thing. Um, I think that a lot of straight identifying women watch lesbian porn, right? I have found that in my research, personal research. And I think the reason why is that like regardless of sexuality, there just is something hot about knowing um, that both the actors are getting paid the same, you know? <laughs> Nothing like coming to equal opportunity, you know? <laughs> and I did, though, I had a guy come up to me for a show, he's like, uh, just so you know, um, women actually get paid a lot more to do porn than men that actually don't compare much. I was like, good. <laughs> men come all the time, you know? Like, they should pay women more, you know what I mean, 100%. And you know they're getting paid the same. You know what I mean? That's the way, if that's the one industry, let them have it. You know? Hell yeah. All right. That's my time, guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. What a pleasure. She's delightful. Carly Kane, everyone. Yay. Yay. <laughs>
Well, Jonathan's our cousins were supposed to come. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't come. There was. Are they coming? All right. They're 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 on their way. We're you're waitlisted now. What's happening? There's a hey. Is that Shelly Strable? Who's, oh no, that's Chrissy. I'm sorry. I can't see. I'm being blinded. We were just saying. We we're like there they come. There they just walked in the door. You just missed a fire set from Carly Kane all the way from Chicago. No, thank you so much for having me and being here. And and you have your treats, and you have your lighter. You have your lighter gift, and you're and you're gonna come back to Muni Radio. And I'm gonna tag you, and we're gonna pass the podcast because you had a fire set. I mean, we were losing our minds. It was super super fun. You're the best. Everybody, clap again for Carly Kane. Yay! Well, welcome, friends, family. <laughs> Are you old enough to be here? It's okay. We're in all ages room. Are you? I'm sorry. You, is that a terrible thing to say? The lights are blinding me, but you, I mean, it's a good thing to be a woman and look young, right? Like, I mean, I'm, 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 a, I'm a feminist now, but I was taught that, you know, you're nothing unless you're skinny and pretty and you got all of it and you look young. So yay. I hope you say you're 40 or some shit. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> right? It's, you do that too. All the pretty ladies. I've been, it's been really hard. I thought that I was a feminist all this time and I thought that my feminism, um, I wasn't wearing makeup because of feminism and then I realized uh, that's just because I'm poor. <laughs> my buddies gave me a bunch of makeup for Christmas and I was like, this eyeliner was $18? <laughs> You've all been doing this for years. <laughs> like I've been on like the, I've been saving. What? They couldn't believe 18 that I, I mean, I, people say I walked out with the makeup on. They're like, God, you look so great. And I'm like, yeah, there's a hundred dollars on my face. I better look fucking great. This is like $18 lip liner with $12 lip gloss. Like what? Like I could just eat some greasy food and look hot. Is that how it works? Like, what do you get it all, get it all going? No, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a feminist. I hate to use that word. It's kind of a cunty word now. People are like, don't call yourself a feminist. But I, I have to call myself that um, because it's the only word without the word men in it. <laughs> Anybody know how to spell? No, feminist is actually spelled with an I. But there are so many other words like, right, I'm a, I'm a human. I'm a female. I'm a person. We are all people. And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So that's how that works. That's, I have to call myself a feminist. All language is political. I figured this out. I've been swearing. I swear a lot. I get very angry and I swear and I say terrible things. And it's all like misogynistic and homophobic. Like there's nothing I can get away from it. I'm like, I'm like, you fucking ball sucking cocksucker. That is very, very homophobic. Like my swearing, like whenever I get like, I don't know what to say, I'm like, Cunt face dick rag. That's very like both misogynistic and homo. Like, I'm having, I am, right now I'm menstruating. <laughs> See, they put their name on everything. Like, the one thing they can't do, and their name's all over it. I'm menstruating right now. 
Uh, just, I mean, come on. Really? This is, and we all have accepted it for how long? That then I'm, and they think it's gross. Like, ugh. Um, I feel like, so I had to, I was babysitting the other day and it started and I was like, yay, I'm not pregnant, but that would never happen because <laughs> I have an IUD, so I have a copper piece of jewelry in my uterus that keeps out all the dead babies. It's like a pool sweeper in there. It just moves around. No dead babies in here. Uh, uh, uh. It's pretty, you know how to work with copper, copper jewelry. It's gorgeous. I just wear it. Keeps me safe. Secret. Keep it safe. Don't have the babies. Too old. 44. Retarded babies. No cool. Not no. I've, I've, I was a special ed teacher for four years, and I am a. I hang out with an autistic child as a nanny, and like I get paid for that shit. You can't have one of your own. No one gives you money. I'm sorry. Difficult children. I'm cool with abortions. Let's go back. To, okay, I have to backtrack. Copper, pool sweeper, something else. I had a through line. I took one of these things tonight. My buddy's like, have one of these mints that has weed in it. And I'm like, it's an Altoid with weed in it? Okay. She's like, it's only blah, blah, blah. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. and now here we are. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I had something to say about feminism, but I got, that's, they've, any, has anyone ever, does it have men in it? Yeah, well, Benadryl. No, that's men. That's, there's nothing in Benadryl. Spelling jokes. Uh, I, I know, feminism. Yay. I'm like, I could tell abortion jokes. Uh, oh, I'm like, what do I want? I've got family here. I want to be funny. Oh, no, no. I lost my train of thought. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> um, I'm like... Shit, I should, okay, so I'll just, I'll just go with an old standby because I'm like, I have, when you blank, you're like, gotta go to your knowledge, right? Like, I've had this um, fantasy for years about being with an uncircumcised guy because I, I want to pull up his dick and I want to pull his foreskin up over his dick and I want to put whiskey in his foreskin uh, because I want whiskey dick for real. Can I, can I get what I want, right? Finally, it's twofold. Uh, one, I love it when people get that part of it. Uh, it's twofold. One, I, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. Uh, and two, boys are gross and you have to clean out all that schmegma. They are, they are gross. No, I just watched that fucking, that's the thing is that all of our lives are shaped by Netflix and nothing is real until it's on Netflix. And they have a circumcision, his choice, his decision movie on Netflix. Ah, it's, everything's real. They have a, they have a feminist. I finally knew feminism was real because they had one that was called feminism. What the hell were they thinking? It's like, yeah, I know, right? It's on Netflix. I know. Ah. I, it's always been so fun about the glass ceiling. Like I totally understand it and I really want to get into it. What I like to do is I like to open my shirt and I like to press my boobs up against the glass ceiling, you know, to get that good like cleavage shot. You just got to press your titties. Nobody <laughs> presses there. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's a sexy way to put your titties against the glass. It, it makes my tiny boobies look like they're actually boobs if you press them up against the glass ceiling. Like there's a, like I've ever had any money. Like there, or I, I mean, I guess my parents did, but there's never, there's never been a ceiling for me to press against. I was a special ed teacher. I made $24,000 a year and I thought, oh, I'm making so much money. Yay! Who is it? You're getting an Uber. Have fun. He's going to talk to a person. That's great. 
It's okay. I'm off. I'm fucking off the rails. I've jumped the track. I have like new. I even had like new material here. I'll lean on them. This, oh, do you should I? I was going. I was on the feminist track, and I was. Thank you, honey. You put me. He steered the train. We're clearly not smoking enough pot. If Jonathan knows where my <laughs> jokes are going. Yeah, it's well, it's true. It's true. That's the thing is that though, but it's all commodities. That's, that's what it's all about is that it all goes back to the makeup. Yeah. Why do women have to wear makeup? Because it costs a hundred dollars to make yourself look pretty and ugly people can be pretty now because we say that this is pretty, ah, but the inside matters, but it doesn't. Ah, if you spend enough money, you can be pretty. Everything will be great. But this is all like self. There was no such thing as BO until the marketing companies in the twenties were like, how can we sell like baking soda with cream together in a thing and make money off it? We're going to call it body odor. We're going to like, I couldn't flash a hairy ankle in 1904 without being a disgusting slut. And suddenly if I don't shave from my big toe to my twat, like a four year old girl, I'm still a disgusting slut but just no one wants to sleep with me. I, I don't understand. Like it's, but it's Gillette, the best of making it. You'll never be good enough. It doesn't matter if you pluck that weird arm mole on your, on your elbow. Oh no, I didn't pluck my <laughs> mole. I have a, I actually have one right now. It is so egregious. It is huge as growing out of my face. And I remember Mrs. Cummings in Ms. Cummings. I remember being in junior high in seventh grade and she had this, she had hairs and they came out of her neck and I'd look at her and she'd be helping us with social studies. And I wouldn't say anything, but I'd look up at her and all I could think was, you can't do something about that. But now like I'm 44 and I can't pluck my own face because I have to use reading glasses. Uh, my ocular degeneration is to the point where I can't even see. I'm beer goggling myself constantly. I can't see the hairs on my, these, I know they're there. I feel them and I do them by feel now because I can't even, like after I put the glasses on, I put them there and then I'm like doing this, trying to up and down, get the, the pick and the, so, um, my lovely boyfriend, Jonathan, has joined. He's become a, a general in the army against my facial hair. There's a war. There's a war against my facial hair. I'm a, I, am a, I am a deep, I mean, my hereditary, there's some deep Jew in me, and it is all facial hair. It's like I'm an old, I'm like a witch. Like, I've got these, I've got the hairs on my chinny-chin-chin. I have moles that grow things. I have cats. I'm a witch. But he's joined the army against my facial hair. He's a general in the army against my facial hair. And he takes, because I can't see, he takes the tweezers and he pulls them out. He finds them in places I didn't even know they were over here. I didn't, I'm like, oh, I can't see. He plucks them out and it's, it's really quite lovely. The other day he was on a lunch break and I made him do it and he looked at me halfway through and he's like, do I have to spend my whole lunch break doing this? <laughs> it's like... I need help. I can't see him. It's dark. Can't see. I got mirrors. I've got like, it's almost like I'm going to burn my face off with the, I've got the sun coming through the window on a mirror, flashing to my face to create light in another mirror. Nothing is bright enough. We were in the, he's so sweet, but we're standing at the bus stop and we're waiting for the bus to come and the sun is shining on my face. It's a beautiful morning. And he says, oh, you're so beautiful. I love you so much. There's just this one hair. And I'm like... <laughs> 
not at the bus stop. He, today he almost did it on the bus. He was like, he started in with this because I don't have fingernails. He's like, you can feel it, can't you? I was like, yes, I can. And I was like, nah, we're on the bus. <laughs> not going to be that person. That's <laughs> the getting I guess that would actually that's pretty San Francisco right like I'm getting like beautified on the bus I just have to teach you how to use the $18 eyeliner and then we're, and then we're in business I, I used to work for oh I didn't finish my I didn't finish my Gillette joke um so I don't shave obviously I actually did clean up the crash site the other day for no reason I, it's usually, usually I have so much pubic hair, it crawls down my legs. It, it, it's like I have a hair skirt. Like you can't see anything. I'm not nervous about being naked in front of people because you can't see anything. I was, I was sitting on my couch and I felt something weird and I thought that a spider walked across my pussy, but it was just my pubic hair. It was just tons and tons of hair. No, but I did clean up the crash site, and I and the terrible thing is we're gonna pay for it later because it's totally gonna stop up all the drains. I mean, it's that much hair. It's like it's like if you like my pussy's like your hair. Like if you decided to like go in this bathroom and like shave off the top of your head and leave that in the sink, like that's what I do when I shave. Like that's what happens. I have to, I should put a hair drain catcher, which is why I don't shave my legs. I have the fluffy hair of a 12 year old boy. It's beautiful. I love it. I don't understand why we've decided that the male gaze is like, that's gross. Like 12 year old boys are gross. Okay, fine. 12 year old boys are gross. But my, the, my beautiful hair leg, it's what did God, why did God make pussy hair? For what reason? Why does it exist? It's one of those things where like nature, like why do we, why do we got, oh, we got a hygiene or quaff and do the, I don't, I don't get it. I also don't want to chop off my cat's balls. I feel the same way. Like why we, I also get really angry that every, go to a weed store. Oh yeah, every week we should be smoking weed right now. But you go to a weed store and you buy your weed and it's all manicured, all pretty and perfect. Fuck that. Like, who's finger fucking my bud? Like, when I, like, I tr I've trimmed weed, and I take my, I take the weed, and I go to, and I put the resin on my fingers, I'm like, ooh, I got a resin ball. And I do, like, knife hits while I'm like, ah, and whatever. But who's, why do we have to have the perfectly quaffed little nugs? Why do we gotta, who's finger fucking my bud? What I'm saying is, why we gotta perfectly quaff all the, why we gotta do it? You could, you could make, I just, I don't understand why we're changing nature. Gillette, the best a man can get. Did you guys did you guys hear that Gillette razor is actually coming out with a new razor? It has 17 blades. 17 blades for the closest shave. And the 13th blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. You get it? Unless you have enough money, you'll never be good enough. Buy all the products. Commercialism. Sorry. I gotta be political. How, what else do you do? All language is political. We already went through all that stuff. But it is. I mean, what's the point of standing up here and talking to you guys in the same, I'm, I'm trying to be entertaining. I can like take off my clothes and do stuff. But I'm trying to be like, look at the world. That brings me to abortion jokes. Yay! <laughs> Are we? They're like, ooh. There was supposed to be a pastor guy here tonight who was supposed to perform. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how he feels about abortion. I love drinking. Yeah. yeah. Ow. 
Uh, and I made a decision long ago that I loved uh, drinking very, very much and more than, you know, bringing my prodigy, 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 progeny. I know it's like there's N's and D's and it's very confusing. Uh, bringing that into the world. I decided like I really enjoyed drinking on a Tuesday, but you know, all of our, all of our world is in flux and things could happen and there's changes and the Supreme Court is changing and how very scary. I'm having an aggressively like deep, painful period right now and I thought that I aborted the ghost of Scalia, but nay. <laughs> no, there's still the entire Supreme Court is inside my uterus. That's why my period is so painful. No, they're still, they're still talking about uh, me being a 44-year-old woman and not knowing what to do with my own body. Ha, 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 ha. So, like, let's just say, let's just say that me, as the pot-smoking alcoholic that I am, yay, America, you say, oh, no, you got pregnant. You need to have a baby. Awesome. I'm going to need some new tools so I can drill some holes into my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. <laughs> you see, you put the baby in the trunk with a sleeping bag because I can't afford a nanny. I am the nanny. <laughs> but the, it's very safe in the trunk, I think. Uh, it's sleeping. No one's going to bother. No one's going to steal the baby. The baby can breathe. That's fine. And hey, if you, America, if you make me have a baby, you know, it's going to be one of those four-year-olds with the leashes on because they want to run into traffic. They're like, my mommy doesn't really love me. <laughs> she didn't want me to be here. <laughs> it's like, uh, back here. Uh, shut up. <laughs> You're going to work someday for me. And so I don't feel like I die alone. Well, I don't, it's going to turn six and it's going to be, you know, held back from kindergarten. And I'm going to have to go to one of those parent teacher conferences and uh, they're going to be like, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. Your, um, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. <laughs> I'm like, this is a suppy, sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I did not want the kid. What are we doing here? And it finally turns 11 and starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who is your dealer? We can go to Burning Man together. We can finally get to know each other and like really bond together. I'm freaking you guys out. It turns 15, starts doing cocaine teaches me the best thing ever. If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, uh, you don't eat your boogers. You smoke them. From the mouths of babes, right? Genius! What, a, what had I been doing all this time? So gross. And then finally, at 17 years old, it dies. It was so tragic. It was one of those, like, you know, like, uh, it was a speedball. It was the cocaine and the heroin in the vein. Boom. 17 years. It's a 17-year late-term abortion. That is the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. You know, and it was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. <laughs> Not mine. I didn't want it in the first place. I could choose for myself. I'm sorry. But I mean, honestly, imagine like, but I'm sorry. That's, I try to, I don't want to be, I'm political. I'm sorry. That was a very political joke. Abortion scares people. I didn't do that joke in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. I mean, that wouldn't, that wouldn't go over well. There, they did have chocolate gravy and they love Jesus. I just did. I just did fucking Jesus jokes. Wait, no, she's going to, you, okay, these two were raised Jesus-y, so they're going to love this shit. I, I used to be, I was actually, as a little person, I was a, I was a cheerleader for God, right? Yeah. 
There is only one God. Andy is the sun god. Ra! 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 Thank you. I was actually a tutor for Christ. Uh, you know, we we had we had some we had some cheers. We'll see if you guys can go along with me. Okay. I, I, I was I went to Christian school for like eight years or something. Okay, here we go. Give me a K! K. Give me an I! I. Give me an L. L! Give me an L! L. Who do the Jews kill? Jesus. Jesus! Put those nails in my hands, we'll all go to the promised land. Yay! Yay, we get 12 mansions in heaven, yay! I made her choke. Uh, the only, I mean, the only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is that the skirts were really long, uh, which are not sexy, uh, and that my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity, which is also not sexy. It's good. Yeah. I used to, yeah. Yeah. No, no, you keep the hymen. The hymen is real. This is just all the, nothing. I, I actually used to do this thing called Bible delving. I don't know if any of you super Christians did this. It's where you go out into the forest. Uh, Jesus does this magic there, and you sit on a little stump, and you pray. You close your eyes. You take your Bible, and you pray to Jesus. You say, Jesus, show me what you need me to know. Show me what you need me to see. And you open your Bible and run your finger down. Open your eyes up. And mine were always about sodomy. <laughs> like... <laughs> I couldn't get out of Leviticus, you know? And my favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20:12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I, I, I agree with that. I love to be stoned. Also, my ex-father-in-law looked a lot like Barack Obama, and oh my God, he's so hot. Oh, oh, oh. He was. You guys can blame Barack Obama for anything you want, like global warming, porcupines, your smelly dick, whatever the fuck you want. Blame him. Blame him. But you can't blame that bitch for being sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was a sexy president. And we got to watch his hair gray in a sexy way. Like, he Morgan Freeman right in front of us. Wow. Very, very sexy, man. I, I do. I love. I, I, used to, I used to love. I used to love Jesus so, so, so very much. It was, and, and it, was, it was a weird thing because I, I was a child and my parents got really mad at me for trying to have an invisible friend. I wanted to have an invisible friend that was the same size as me that was a gray cat. And I wanted to have a friend and my parents were like, no, no, no. You need to have um, a 33-year-old man be your invisible friend. <laughs> and you could talk to him all the time. Jesus. <laughs> Just pray to him, talk to him. Like, yeah, it's cool. And I'm like, isn't that like a little creep here? Like, I get to talk to a 33-year-old guy and talk to him about Barbies and stuff, like wanting to have weird intersex Barbies. No, they don't have... Anybody else masturbate in their closet as a child? No, just me? Cool. It's like, come out of the closet. I never wanted to. I was like, it's, it's, no one knows I'm in there. It's good. It's just stay. Don't tell anybody. Like, open the door. No, shut the door! What are you doing? Don't come in here. Okay. Uh, I feel like I should close strong. What's <laughs> uh, I have I have other I have other I have other God jokes, but I don't. I talked about abortion. 
Oh, my new, oh, this is, I'm very excited about this new idea. I have, actually, I have two of them. Huh? Okay. One of them. I think this is the new invention for 2019, all right? Generation Z. They're so meh. Like, everything's so boring. They've seen all the porn. They've been watching porn since they were 12. They don't even know what to do. So what it's going to be, it's going to be that weird finger attachment for your iPhone, except it's a butt plug. So they can stick it into girls' asses because they're so bored while they're fucking them. Because nothing is good enough for them. Because they're entitled little fucking snowflakes. No? (laughs) Butt plug iPhone thing to watch porn? No? Am I the only cynical adult with these fucking children? I'm looking at everything and now I'm watching porn on the bus, but nobody sees me. (laughs) No? Cool. Is that offensive? Is that too off the rails? The new, doesn't it look like a butt plug? The thing you use your phone with your hand and you put your fingers in, right? Right, oh, you missed it. I didn't explain it well enough because I don't have them because I don't have an iPhone. I just see people on the bus like constantly interacting with their phone. Like what's on their fingers? It looks like a butt plug. But that's what I'm saying. That's the thing, you put it into someone's ass. See, there it is, that, yes, it's a butt plug. And you put it in the butt and then you fuck and you watch the porn, right? Did I, am I? I know. It's, I'm ahead of my time. See, I'm already, I'm behind the times and I'm ahead of the curve. I just, right? It's an iPhone butt plug because everyone's so bored they have to watch porn while they're having sex. I think it's very funny. Also, this is my second idea. I feel like Fitbit needs to get with Easy Bake Oven and together we can use my own energy in my body uh, to have a tiny little oven in my twat, right? So I use my own yeast and then when I walk, it needs the dough, right? And then when I'm on the bus, I can just like, I can pop out like little, bing, like little, little popping fresh dough ball, like, like on the bus seat. Like who doesn't want a hot, fresh muffin on the seat? Just bing. It's like, it's, it's, I want to call it bun in the oven. <laughs> like I've got a good bun in the oven. Fuck these babies. I'm baking bread. I'm using my body. Fitbit, help me out, right? They track everything. Like what are we doing? Knead the dough. Make the bing. <laughs> like I want to... I just, I feel like I'd be so much more likable on the bus if I could like leave a cinnamon roll. <laughs> like, give it to the driver. Like, you work so hard, driver. You get a cinnamon, you get a poppin' fresh dough. It's a, uh, the, the thing I'm excited about is everyone uses their own yeast. So it's like it, everyone's dough, everyone's bun tastes different. It's just so good. We could all, it's like. I drink a lot of beer, so I feel like I'm going to make a really good bun. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be, like, deep in flavor. It's going to have some hoppiness to it. No, I mean, well, that's, I, but I also want to, I almost tried to, uh, Katie gave her breast pump away. I should have asked when Kate, when the other girl with the thing, when she's done with it, I, I've always wanted to pump my own breast milk because I eat and imbibe so much weed um, that I can take my breast milk and turn it into TH cheese. Right? Yeah. Right? I can, it'll be so delicious. But even, like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't even say this on the radio because it's the million dollar idea, but goats, we feed goats weed and then we take their milk. Wow. Like, right? Goats eat the weed and then they make, like, CBD cheese and we sell it to fucking Whole Foods. Nobody. (laughs) 
I want like 12 goats, like right now. I want, I want 12 goats in everyone's trash weed. You know, they're like, they're like, I'm gonna make it into bubble hash. No, I'm gonna make it into edibles. I'm gonna feed it to goats and we're gonna make some fucking cheese. California, real grown. Thank you guys for listening to me bullshit around and for everyone being here, all of my friends and family and the and the comedian that stayed. And thank you guys so much for staying. I think I did like 25 minutes. I won't bore you anymore. Thank you for clapping for me. I'm going to give you guys all like weed, food, and lighters and shit. And we've got all kinds of fun gifts here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, David, tell me what time it is back there. Yeah, we can end early. Fucking we can drink and have fun. We'll go somewhere else. We'll go to a bar. We did it. Katie, you want to tell a joke? Yay! This is my best friend. She uh, has been, when I started a comedy seven years ago, she was with me. She was doing open mics. We went to New York, and she was on open mics in New York. She's amazing. Everybody put your hands together for Katie Kleiman. Um, so I'll, I'll tell my favorite joke, and then just like, two tidbits afterwards. Um, so I don't know if it's happening here in the city. Like th- the thing where it takes longer for, for the crosswalks. Um, but it's happened. Like we live in Walnut Creek and it, and the, and the crosswalk time is getting longer and longer. And we think it has to do with the obesity epidemic because they're giving obese people longer time to go across the street but i think if you really want to conquer this problem you need to give people less time because nothing burns calories like the threat of oncoming traffic um so yeah the other things are just like little minor tidbits like i'm so sorry that our our pregnant woman left because like i was like i have like so much to tell her about having kids because i i have teenage boys and uh and today i took my 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 car my 10 year old car to a a place because i wanted to get it like cleaned up and detailed for my 17 year old son who just started driving and, and I took it to the place, and the and the guy was like, "How many pets do you have?" <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, I've never had a fucking pet in this car. It was kids, dirty little boys, all the time." Um, and then, like Tom, Tom actually made me a T-shirt regarding uh, cats because we have a cat, Kibbles, this big fluffy cat who also like. Was it you who was talking about them being like sexy and like they're like porn stars and you can't touch them like like you have to like the bouncer will like come in if you touch them. (laughs) But anyways, like like once a month we have somebody come clean our house and they're like, how many cats do you have? Because we have cat hair all over the fucking house and we have one cat, one cat. Um, so that's that. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, I'll end. I'll end this with a, a story about Napertandi. Has anybody been to Napertandi before? Okay, so ten or more years ago, I was going through a divorce, and I was spending a lot of time in the city at Napertandi, and uh, and I was pretty drunk most of the time. And they used to have karaoke on Saturday nights at the Nabertandi. And, and so tonight we went back there 
and I, and I, it was like the first time that I saw everything when I was sober. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh my God, they're all still here. Like they still have livers. <laughs> like what's happened? Anyways, um, I, like I saw the guy from the bathroom and I'm going to tell the bathroom story, which is that like, there was one night I was there and I was drunk as usual. And, uh, and I go in, I go in the ladies bathroom and there's a guy in there with his pants down. And I was like, Oh my God, he's a predator. And I came back and like, it was around like, like when they were doing that show about like to catch a predator. And I was like, Pam, he's a predator. And I was telling my friends and they like immediately like got me on like the next Bart train home because they were like, they're like, we all know this guy. Like, and the next time I went, I know the next time I went there, I saw that it was, it was the men's bathroom <laughs> and he wasn't a predator. I just went in the wrong bathroom. So, uh, and, and he's still there and I feel bad, but he, he doesn't remember me. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Katie Kleiman, she's the predator. She's the predator. She walked in that bathroom. Also, uh, back in the day at Napertandi, we used to do a lot of cocaine there. You used to be able to go into the ladies' bathroom, and if you just lifted up the uh, the the Kleenex thing, there was always lines of coke under there. I don't know how or why or who. If they were, like, telling me to. But every time I went there, I'd be like, what the fuck? Well, they're here. <laughs> like, this must be here for me. You guys were all here. I, I mean, who does? I mean, if I found it, it's one of those things. This also happened once in in Bender's in Bender's once. I I found a bag on the ground and I lifted it up and I was like, "This is a huge bag of cocaine." And my first impotence, because I'm way too honest, I held it in the air and I'm like, "Whose bag is this?" <laughs> And like, as the words are coming out of my mouth, my hand went down and into my pocket. And I was like, this is mine. <laughs> this is my bag. I'm, did I drop my own bag here in front of the bar? That's what I just did. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Uh, again, I have weed food for everybody. Um, it's, it's, and really, I really appreciate you guys coming and listening and laughing at my jokes. Yay! And everyone listening online, thank you for doing that. Whoever you are, give us a call. If I give us a press the donate button on our fucking website. <laughs> it's 2019. Things are expensive, and like, I don't know. Although I do have all these new shoes, so I feel like a million bucks. Uh, hey, everybody. Good night. Yay!
No. Uh, Magic bus. So let's see here. Oh, yeah, that. So, uh, what's his name? Pedrosa. Uh, what is Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. 
Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF.
MutinyRadio.fm is where you're tuned into. Flat Black Plastic is the show. Thank you. 